Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, what does the future hold for two of the greatest quarterbacks to grace the NFL field? The New York Giants find their general manager and more questions around Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. What's going on in the Big Easy? We got all that and more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every single day. It's Tuesday. That means you got me, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL. I do Locked On Vikings, and we have Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. He does Locked On Saints. And today we get to laugh at the misfortunes of our division rivals. Among some other things, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Uh, we got Joe Shane is uh, the new GM in New York. We're going to talk about that. And of course, you got to tell me what's going on with Sean Payton, but we'll save that for last because I'm, I'm excited to hear about that. I have no idea what's going on there, but let's start. Me too. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> let's start uh, with something else fun for Saints fans. Which is, uh, so we have gotten some interesting cryptic comments from veteran, long time, uh, end of their, twilight of their career quarterbacks in Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Let's do Tom Brady first. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me what's going on there. Okay, so according to reports, Tom Brady at this moment, after being eliminated in the division round by, uh, or in in their, their recent matchup there, uh, the... Uh, quarterback is looking at potentially sort of stepping away for a moment as the season ends, taking a month or longer to, quote, assess the way that he feels physically and mentally while also gauging his family's desires. So this feels eerily Drew Breesy to me. Right. Somebody that covered your breeze out of his, you know, out of his playing days and into his retirement, talking a little bit more about like, okay, what does the family need from me? Things like that. On another podcast, Tom Brady also talked about how he, you know, it it pains his wife to see him getting hit and how he needs to make sure that he's there for his family and all of that. And I know, you know, David Harrison, James Yarko, Locked in Bucks, they're gonna be talking about this all, you know, throughout this next month or two up until free agency. But here, as we look at it from this point on January, you know, 25th, it looks like Tom Brady is, for better or for worse, contemplating not just whether or not he's going to be in Tampa Bay next season, but potentially finally hanging it up. Yeah. And so what happens to Tampa Bay? Like, how are how is Tampa Bay going to assess this because if he goes that's yeah. terrible if he stays you kind of you have to try to pull the band back together for one last run can they even do that yeah the the nice thing here is that they have built up a pretty nice contract for Tom Brady kind of with this in mind unlike another situation that we'll discuss here in a little bit <laughs> but if Tom Brady does retire very likely they'd push it into what is a post June 1 transaction so that it gets pushed towards like the end of the league year and then it kind of spreads things out over a couple of seasons as opposed to things fully accelerating in terms of dead money and cap hit and things like that into into the future and so with that being the case they would save somewhere around uh, I believe it's like 12 million dollars or so that they yeah 12.2 million dollars that they would end up saving 
saving, which would go into the sort of pot of around $20 million that they already have. So it would put them in a position, if Tom Brady retired, to be able to go after some of those other free agents, those outgoing un- unrestricted free agents that they have, like Ryan Jensen and Jason Pierre-Paul and Chris Godwin and Jordan Whitehead and Carlton Davis and Alex Kappa, and the list goes on. But if he stays, then they really start to hang around that $20 million area and then just sort of have to figure things out from there. Do you franchise tag Chris Godwin? Because if so, it's a $19 million franchise tag there at that wide receiver position. That's your salary that you have available with only 35 players currently on the roster for next year. So it's challenging if they stick around, but it's doable and it's in a better situation than, let's say, what's going on with the Green Bay Packers, for instance, over in the NFC North. Is it time for me to hurt Packers fans? Can I harm them? Packers fans, yes. I think it's time. (laughs) All right. So, so here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers is going through the same thing, right? He's going. He's 38. He's going through. Am I going to play again? Am I not going to play again? A lot of questions after the loss to San Francisco. What are you going to do? Are you coming back? Blah blah blah. He kind of declined to answer. He said, "I like. I'm really emotional right now. I'm not going to make that decision while I'm super emotional." Um, but he did mention a couple things that are important. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, right? And you know, right. the Packers. If if he's going to stay, the Packers have to. He's only going to stay if the Packers are, are trying to put another run together. He's not going to sit there and bridge over to Jordan Love and have some crappy year at the end. Like he doesn't want to go out like Ben Roethlisberger did. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so there's all that, but. Where where it loses me is I don't know how the Packers do that. Um, right. Whether wherever Aaron Rodgers' head is, if he wants to be in Green Bay, if he doesn't, if he even wants to play anymore, or be it for me to speculate on that. But if you look at the cap situation, they have been pushing this can down the road for years, mm-hmm. and they have accumulated. Currently, they have in 2022 19 million dollars in prorated bonus on Aaron Rodgers. That is unmovable money. You can cut him, trade him, he can retire. You can't get out of that money unless you take it to arbitration and make him pay it back. <laughs> but you, you're not getting that back. Um, so, so that leaves them in this really tough spot. They're $40 million over the cap. They currently have 42 players under contract. Devontae Adams is not one of them. Yeah. And if you want to keep Devontae Adams, that's going to be expensive. You're going to have to franchise tag him. You're going to have to... Uh, or or sign him to a big extension, but he's not going to sign a big extension when he knows that Aaron Rodgers is only going to be down for a year. So you might have yeah. to franchise tag him. That's a $19 million cost. So make it $59 million in the hole with 43 players under contract. That's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so before the show, Ross, you and I were trying to figure out, we were going through the, the cap calculator on over the cap, trying to figure out Green Bay. And we figured out a plan where Aaron Rodgers returns, you tag Devontae Adams, you do a bunch of irresponsible restructures and extensions, <laughs> you extend uh, Jair Alexander, you add some void years, you uh, manipulate David Zedaria Bakhtiari's Smith. contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zaria Smith. Um, you manipulate Bakhtiari's contract in a way that is very irresponsible. Um, and even then, you're cutting guys like Preston Smith, Dean Lowry, Mason Crosby, you need a new kicker, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, B- Billy Turner. And listen to the list of outgoing free agents in addition to Devonte adams people that will be free agents uh this coming march marquez valdez scantling whitney merciless rasul douglas lucas patrick alan lazard tyler lancaster chris barnes equinamia st brown even oren burks like it is it's the whole team <laughs> you know what stresses me out about that list the problem before all of this when a whole conversation around aaron Rodgers potentially retiring and all that from you know, earlier this season and, and all of that came from not having weapons on the offensive side. I just heard you name every wide receiver that's not 
Devontae Adams, basically, on that outgoing yeah. free agent list. And maybe that's fine. Like, the problem was that those guys weren't good enough, but now you don't even have a warm body. Right. What are you going to do? And you have no money. Like, the plan that I came up with puts them a cool $2.2 million in the black. They are now cap compliant and will be able to participate in the 2022 season. But <laughs> they go down to 36 players under contract. They have to build a whole 90-man roster, sign a draft class. They have more work than that to do. It is going to be really, really hard for the Packers to put this all together without significantly making them worse. And I don't know. I challenge Packers fans. As a Vikings fan, prove me wrong. Dunk on me. Show me a plan where the Packers go back in 2022, Aaron Rodgers comes back, Devontae Adams comes back, and the Packers are not significantly worse than they were in 2021 where they didn't make it past the divisional round. Show me that plan and I'll shut up. We're talking about how the Bucks might be a little bit tight on cash. The Green Bay Packers might be out of money. If you're looking for a way to make yourselves some money, the greatest, fastest, easiest place to get that done is over at betonline.ag. The best place to go to place all of your bets. You've got the divisional round coming up. AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. The rounds are set. You've got the, uh, the, the, the showdown in California between the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. That's going to be a ton of fun. But before that, Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals first AFC championship game since 1988. Pretty incredible stuff. They're going to be taking on, of course, those Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got in the Super Bowl? Go in there, winning that. Go ahead and play some money on it. Have some fun and uh, get in on the action. And betterline.ag is the best place to get it done. Don't forget to use the promo code, though, locked on, L O C K E D O N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on over at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks so much again for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. By the way, go check out Peacock and Williamson. Start getting yourself in the habit of listening to that every day because they're going to the Super Bowl. And that is going to be so cool. Can't miss. Make sure you check that out all week. They're going to be at the Super Bowl giving you awesome content covering the NFL. Um, Let's talk about somebody who won't be in the Super Bowl, the New York Giants. Uh, (laughs) I think I have much to all of our shock, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Who had that in the beginning? So. I think I've said on this show before that there is no team in the NFL in a darker place than the New York Giants. They haven't won six games set more than six games since 2016. Um, They've gone through like three head coaches. They're in the middle of a quarterback quagmire. Like it's a bad spot. Yeah. But the, the, they opened a window and the sun is shining in. Maybe there's hope light at the end of the tunnel because they bring in Joe Shane to be the GM replacing Dave Gettleman who retired Probably was getting fired anyways. And maybe they turn this around. I don't know. What do you think? I think that it, it's a good hire for them. It puts them in a position to where they're able to start to build. Now, I love that they were, you know, figuring out everything at GM before they started to figure out everything at head coach. We were we were kind of curious about that weeks ago here on our Tuesday episodes of Locked in NFL about whether or not they were going to hang on to Joe Judge and let the new GM make mm-hmm. that decision or whatever that might be. But now they've sort of moved on from all of that. But look, I think when you think about what it is that GMs do that are most important in terms of managing the team building aspects of, you know, the vision, the personnel, everything that they sort of have their fingers in. I mean, you know, some GMs do a little bit more than just standard GME stuff, right? They're a part of the facilities upgrades and training room upgrades and things like that. But 
just down to the bare sort of core of things, you look at what it is that Dave Gettleman did over the course of his tenure, particularly toward the end of his tenure, drafting a running back within the top, what, five or so, like really, really kind of over-investing in the trenches, passing up on opportunities. But then in 2021, really actually did something to where they you know, put together this offense around Daniel Jones that should have been able to work, but you never solved the quarterback problem because you were stuck with Daniel Jones. There was just a lot of lack of trust Justin Dave Gettleman, which makes a ton of sense. Is Joe Shane the person that can come in now and sort of rebound, help to rebound the New York Giants after everything that they went through with David Gettleman and all of the other decision makers that maybe weren't in the best position over the course of the past few years? Yeah. So because my Vikings are in the same spot looking for a GM, I did a little bit of work on Joe Shane before the Vikings announced their interview list. He wasn't on it. And then I kind of let it go. So for real analysis, go to Patricia Traina at at Locked on Giants. But here's what I can tell you. He is Brandon Bean part two. He's been Brandon Bean's right hand man for a while. um, And the Bills are a model organization. I know Bills fans are hurting right now. But feel you guys are a model model organization. This is how everybody is going to try to structure their rebuild after the way the Bills did it. Coming in 2017, be at least respectable, aggressively get the quarterback that you want and build around him. That's going to yep. be the formula. And I think it should be. Um, so go get a guy that was there. And I, I like that. There is probably going to be a much bigger focus on analytics Whereas Dave Gettleman kind of became the anti, the face of anti-analytics because of his face little keyboard gaff, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, that like you could not have gone a more opposite direction than Dave Gettleman. And considering, like I said, Dave Gettleman put your franchise in the worst place of all of them, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe going the opposite way from that is good. Like let's turn that ship around, maybe, right. and go back. Um, so that, that's where I'm at. And for more specific information on what he did in the bills with the bills and stuff, or, or, you know, what's and all that stuff, go, go to P train. But, um, from what I understand, I think he's a really, he's the salve. Like he's a really good yeah. fit for the problems the giants have had. And if anybody's going to turn the boat around, it's somebody who's going to be willing to do the U-turn. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now you're in a position to where you can start to sort of build around with this new vision. The biggest thing is going to be patience. It's not going to be a one-year turnaround for this team. Exactly. And so the patience has to be there from ownership, from everybody, from the the players that are going to be in the facility, all of that. It's not all going to turn around in 2022. You might have a better season in 2022, all of that. Don't get me wrong. But you're not going to all of a sudden become a Super Bowl contender in that time. At least it's not very likely. And so I think when you bring in a GM like Joe Shane, who sort of walked the path of the slow build, right? Sort of the long game of 2017's draft class and then building around that, bringing in Mm -hmm. guys like Gabriel Davis, bringing in guys like uh, 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 – Stefan Diggs bringing in, you know, via trade, bringing in guys aggressive like where you have Sanders. to be. Yeah. And, and building around as you were learning where those stepping stones were and where the next stepping stone was going to be, you have to have that patience. And I think Shane does a really good job or has shown that he comes from an organization and comes from sort of a, a, a tree, if you will, a general management tree that's willing to designate that time and commit that time. There's a healthy process in place mm-hmm. in Buffalo. And if you can put a healthy process in place in New York, the wins will come, the hits will yeah. come, but you have to have a healthy, a healthy process. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now the next question is going to be, who's going to be the head coach? Do they go after one of the coordinators there, right? Do they bring in somebody from Buffalo, a Brian Dable, a Leslie Frazier? Like, do they bring in those guys and then really, or maybe really make start a trade. to continue to do that or make a trade? Absolutely. For somebody that so. perhaps would be cast as Kevin James in a movie. Well, I'll tell you what. He won't be cast as Kevin James, but unfortunately, Kevin James is cast as him. Though I would very much watch a movie of Sean Payton oh, cast as Kevin James. Backwards. <laughs> Let's go ahead and flip that and give me that film because I'll watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> that would Here's be what great. I can tell you. Sitcom yeah. dad, Here's what I can Sean tell Payton. You, right. <laughs> Here's Murdered what I can tell by you right Annie now. Murphy. <laughs> Love some Eddie Murphy. Um, Here's what I can tell you right now. It's New Orleans or nowhere for Sean Payton. Let's talk about that and what that means for not only the New Orleans Saints, but the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, and all of those delusional fans as well as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. And I'll tell you what, there is one thing that is not at all uncertain, and it is the benefit of the Get Upside app, my favorite app that I own. Luke, I know you use it as well. There's no reason not to use it. It's very, very simple because we have listeners right now that are earning cash back based on every gallon of gas every time that they fill up. And all you have to do to be a part of that is download the GetUpside app from your App Store or Google Play right now. And when you download it, don't forget to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN so you can get 25 cents back or more per gallon onto your first Fill up. Really, really awesome stuff. Don't pay full at the pump anymore. Get cash back with the Get Upside app. Just download the app from your Google Play Store, App Store, whatever it is that you use. And again, don't forget that promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first tank. Uh, There are a lot of people that are driving a ton right now. Gas prices are ridiculously high. You don't want to have to go through and do all that. So go ahead and save yourself some money with no catch and get cash back added right to your account that you can pull out at any time. You can have it deposited directly to your bank account. You could do it through PayPal. I use Amazon gift cards because I'm always trying to upgrade everything you see around me or what you hear me on, all of that, trying to make sure all that stays up to date. So I absolutely love it. So once again, go ahead and grab it. It's the GetUpside app. Don't forget the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents back per gallon or more over on the uh, GetUpside app. That's with your first tank. And once again, that is promo code TOUCHDOWN. Ross. Me. I don't need to set this up. Sean Payton's saying some weird stuff. What's going on? <laughs> well, here's the here's the tricky part. Sean Payton hasn't said anything. Sean oh, Payton people are saying weird stuff about people Sean. See, that's how little Sean. I know about this. When, it's okay, so I wild. saw Sean Payton trending, and I was like, oh, we're recording Locked on NFL. I'm not going to look up a thing about this and just let Ross explain it to me. <laughs> so hit so me. let me fill you in. Tell let me a me story. In. I'll fill you in, and I'll fill you in, right? So, okay, so yeah. here's how this goes. Um, right now, Sean Payton has not committed to returning as New Orleans Saints head coach in 2022. Now, Luke, I don't know about you, but when I finish recording an episode of Locked On Saints, for instance, and I publish it, I don't call David Locke, president and founder of Locked On, and say, hey, David, I'll be back for tomorrow's episode, right? It's just kind of understood, right? So I don't oh, blame. I do. Sean, you call him every night. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure he appreciates it. Uh, but I think that might be over-delivering a little bit. <laughs> but when it comes to Sean Payton, he basically like finished the season and then went on vacation, right? And honestly, who Naturally. can who can blame him? Who can blame? Him? He usually yeah, everybody the, knows the, that. The, the thing is that usually you do kind of like an end of like a postseason press conference to kind of wrap everything up, put a bow on it, talk about how you you know you plan to be competitive next season and all these other things. Sean Payton didn't do any of that. He said going on vacation. He's been in Cabo 
uh, and he returned to the New Orleans Saints facility for the first time on Monday of this week on the 24th. With that, Gail Benson, the owner of the New Orleans Saints, who was you know doing another you know appearance for something else, uh, kind of mentioned that well, you know, we don't know what's going on with Sean Payton, and there's a lot of rumors floating around and everything, but I'm sure that he'll let us know sooner rather than later. So that was kind of the <laughs> that was kind of the. Is, the do, so, is he missing? Do we know? No, he's not missing. The he was police. No, no, he was back at the facility on Monday. Oh, but okay. In terms of just like everyone is kind of expecting him to say to just kind of come out and say, "Hey, I'm going to be the head coach next year." Well, that's kind of where everything was. But then stuff got real, Luke. And here's where things got real. Uh-oh. Jay Glazer is a very, very good friend of Sean Payton's. What you hear from Jay Glazer about Sean Payton is usually coming from Sean Payton, or at least it is on very, yeah. it is on the utmost reliable source at that point. Like well documented that they know each other and talk all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Jay Glazer went on with our friends who are partners with us here at Locked On, our friends over at Odyssey at 105.3 in Dallas, because Dallas fans still think that Sean Payton could possibly be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Pause. Oh, I thought this was a it's, Chicago dream now. It's not happening. It also is a Chicago dream. Lauren Cox, Locked On Bears, he talked about it. It's not happening. But I will tell you <laughs> Sorry, what Lauren. could potentially happen. Sorry, y'all. It's not happening. But I'll tell you what could potentially happen. Apparently, according to Jake Laser, so apparently Sean Payton is just kind of changing his mind like every two to five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to go. I'm going to do whatever. So now what's happening and kind of where we are at this time, let's catch everybody up. There is still the question about whether or not Sean Payton will be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints next season. There's going to be a meeting between Sean Payton and Gail Benson, the owner of the New Orleans Saints. Very likely some others can be involved in that as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Mickey Loomis, general manager, you know, the president of the organization, all of that. And we should have clarity about this sometime this week. That, that meeting is said to happen early this week, is what Jake Laser said. So we'll see how it all goes. But there is a chance that Sean Payton does not return as the New Orleans Saints head coach in 2022. And the sort of options here in terms of what could happen with Sean Payton is that either he is the coach of the New Orleans Saints in 2022, or he looks at either a mini retirement or full on retiring this off season. So, you okay. know, just that. So I'll let you process that in your own time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a question. <laughs> 2019. So since the infamous no call, PI no call uh, with the mm-hmm. Rams in 2018. Mm-hmm. Next year, wild card exit in a home game. Year after uh-huh. that, divisional exit in a home game. The year mm-hmm. after that, they don't even make the playoffs. Right. You sure you want Sean Payton back? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Even, d- 100%. even though it kind of feels like he went with Drew, like as Drew Brees declined, the Saints declined, and now Drew Brees is gone and the Saints are gone. But is are that we true? sure? But is that true? I- I'm asking you. Is that true? Well, that's my thing. I don't think that that's true because Sean Payton also won five games in a row with Teddy Bridgewater. He won three or four games okay. with Taysom Hill. Helped that help both of those teams go to the playoffs with a declining Drew Brees during that time. And then in 2021, in a season where they dealt with a hurricane that displaced him for 21 days, they had to play their first home game in Jacksonville, Florida. They started four different quarterbacks, had six different starting offensive tackles, had five different kickers, had you know a game where they played with like 10 defensive starters out, four de- four offensive starters out. Somehow still, and then even had a game where he wasn't able to coach, in which the team shut out. The the you know reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers nine to zero. Just a reminder, Buccaneers fans about that one. But 
uh, you know, <laughs> you're in a situation here to where you say it's not safe for Bucks or Packers. I know, right? It, the, the, you're in a place here to where you say nine and eight for that team in 2021 was overperforming based upon maybe second to the Las Vegas Raiders, the team that went through the absolute most in 2021. And so the big thing here, and this is going to be my big takeaway over at Locked on Saints, you can hear more about this over there, is at what point do New Orleans Saints, at what point does the New Orleans Saints organization run out of things to keep New Orleans Saints fans believing in this franchise? And is that is that moment where the hope goes away, does that correlate with losing Sean Payton and potentially other members of the coaching staff who could also potentially exit after Sean Payton leaves. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. One final follow-up on that. Mm -hmm. Is Taysom Hill one of those hope-inducing things? It's an interesting thing. I don't know. Because one of the biggest sort of spearheads around the idea that Taysom Hill could be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints was Sean Payton. So it's going to be very interesting to see how much of the organizational value in Taysom Hill was tied to Sean Payton and then how much of it dissipates if he leaves, right? Or does going out and pursuing a starting quarterback like a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, right? Trying to make the big trade to swing a starting, you know, franchise quarterback back to New Orleans, does that end up becoming a bargaining chip to keep Sean Payton in the building? Those are going to be the things that I'm really going to be watching over the course of this. How far does this organization have to go? How far are they willing to go to convince Sean Payton, hey, I know 2021 was exhausting. I know 2021 was rough, but we can make 2022 much, much brighter with this approach. Will you stay? I I can't wait. To, there's so much turmoil in the NFC. The NFC it's could wild. be piss poor. And you can be like, you just need to be like, fine. And you could end up going like 12 and five and winning the conference. It's turmoil. It's turmoil. It's chaos. It is insanity. It's all of it. And it's locked in NFL. We're very glad to have been able to be here with you today. And thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow as we wrap this up. Uh, James and Tony are going to be there for you, uh, making sure that you have everything that you need to know around these, more of these stories as they develop and much more going on around the NFL. So don't miss that. And as always, we appreciate you, Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, daily host of Locked on Vikings, myself, Ross Jackson, Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, daily host of Locked on Saints. We thank you very much for making Locked on NFL your first listen of the day for your second listen make sure you go and check out locked on bets your boy q handicapping expert lee sterling getting you all that betting news information and analysis that you need and we will see you here very soon for another episode of locked on nfl part of the locked on podcast network your team every day